Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. George Hill in the lane. Turn around, right hand push shot, good. George Hill's got 27 points. He is putting it on the pace. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 23rd of January. Lots of good news to share. The Jazz have figured out late games for now. Joe Ingles is having a remarkable impact. OKC is in town in two games to work through. Plus, is there a new hot team in the NBA? We'll talk about all those things on a snowy morning of January 23rd. It is Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder coming your direction. It, it, are tickets available? It is a family night, which means six tickets, six hot dogs for just $90, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. So feel free to jump on out there and be a part of that. I'd uh, love to have you out there. Lots of good news to share with you today. This is a happy, feel-good uh, edition. I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz. We do it for you every single day, and you could subscribe on iTunes or whatever you use as an Android device to catch it. You can also hear it on We Are Utah Jazz and 1280 The Zone's website. Uh, what do we got coming up for you today on the program is kind of what I said. We'll look at the Dallas and Indiana wins. Lots of good news to share. Some clutch play, Joe Ingles, Oklahoma City, and a hot team. In the NBA, that's all coming up in today's show, is brought to you by Dan Spence and Jamalto. A digital security in a global world, it's Jamalto that can help your company out. Let's open up every single time with pins across the world. we got a few new ones, but you can send in your pin at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. And here comes Landon Arnett from Brussels, Belgium. Where do I begin? My father was a relentless self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with a low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. That's awesome. It's a great sentence. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe. I don't know if this story is still true. My father would womanize. He would drink. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he'd accuse chestnuts of being lazy. The sort of general malaise that only the genius possesses in the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge sessions. In the spring, we'd, meet, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds and pretty standard, really. I don't think so. At age 12, I received my first scribe. At age 14, a Zoroastrian named Vilma ritualistly shaved... There really is nothing I can tell you. And from there, I became a jazz fan and have loved your show since the beginning. Keep up the great work. Maybe not the truest of all pins, but on a feel-good edition, that should have made you laugh. 
and a slight bit of editing on my part. Hey, someone's creative. We got to reward it every now and then. All right. It is locked on jazz. The jazz have won six in a row. The jazz are sitting now at a incredibly remarkable 29 and 16. Uh, after a 109-100 win over the Indiana Pacers, Ron and I give you postcast after every game. And remember, we give you pregame Periscope 360 before every game. Uh, the Over the weekend, the Dallas game was just another close game win. And this is where this team is the most different than it's been. Clutch game play is just incredibly different. Uh, in fact, I don't like the clutch game number. I've, I've generally kind of, honestly, I've kind of stayed away from uh, a bunch of the clutch game stuff because I don't, I don't love it. I think there's some flaws in it. Last year, I think it overaccentuated how good we were uh, in the sense, or how bad we were. You know, you'd be down five, about 12, you cut it to five, and now all of a sudden um, it makes you kind of feel and then you get a clutch game loss. You weren't really ever in the game. So the number that I like to look at is games that are one of two uh, variables. Games within five points, excuse me, games within three points, so it's a possession. You get a stop, you're going to have a chance to tie the game in the final five minutes. Those are those to me are legitimately close games. The Jazz are 13-6, and six, the second-best team in the NBA. Cleveland is 11-2. and two. They lost that Spurs game just the other night. Houston's twelve and six. Golden State's six and three. Spurs are nine and five. Boston's sixteen and nine. So, uh, and Memphis is sixteen and ten. Those are the seven best. For all the talk of Boston and their incredible late game play, Jazz may have actually been better. Uh, the worst are Dallas five and twelve, Brooklyn five and eleven, Minnesota seven and fifteen, Detroit four and eight, Lakers six and twelve, Miami seven and twelve, Sacramento. Uh, so there's the first one. The, the next filter I would throw on that is I would just make it three minutes or less, right? So now let's make it even, you know, let's make it final three minutes within three. We're really down to a game. Cleveland's 10-2. and two, San Antonio's 9-4. and four. Memphis is an unbelievable 16-8, and eight, probably not sustainable. And the Jazz are 9-5, and five, fourth best winning percentage. Washington's a pretty remarkable 16-9, and nine, even though everyone says Scotty Brooks can't coach. Houston is 10-6, and six, and then the Warriors are 5-3. and three. Played eight games. Uh, the worst in the league, Minnesota, Dallas, Brooklyn, Lakers, Detroit, Denver, and the Knicks. But there's the biggest difference. I mean, the Jazz just already are so much better uh, clutch game. And that's Joe Johnson hitting big shots. That's Boris Diaw's calmness. That's... Uh, Gordon Hayward and Rudy Gobert getting a bit older. Uh, offensively, in the final three minutes, actually, I'm going to change a filter here. I'm going to go back to the last five minutes, uh, three or less uh, for this. The best offenses in the league, the Hornets, Cleveland, Washington, Boston, Portland, San Antonio, L.A., Chicago, and Utah's ninth, but incredibly good. And defensively, we're the seventh best team. Oklahoma City's actually the best who we play tonight. And then the Pelicans, Houston, Washington, Memphis, Chicago, and the Jazz. Overall net rating, we're the sixth best. So we've had some fortunate luck there, but by, by a pretty considerable margin. Cleveland, Washington, Houston, Chicago, Spurs, and the Jazz. 
That's what the Dallas game was about. Big shots, big moments. Rudy Gobert with just a mammoth, unbelievable night of 27 points and 25 rebounds. And when he misses that free throw, he kicks it out to Joe Johnson, who's sitting in the right spot at the right time, understands the time and score, has that experience, as calm as can be, and buries the three. I mean, that's that to force the game. Without that, you know, without that kind of Joe Johnson being in the right spot and calmly knowing and understanding everything and having thought it through before it happens, then, you know, that play doesn't happen. That That's... That's where this team is different late in games. Indiana game, just a whitewash. Jazz blow them out. You know, nine-point wins, unless you're the Warriors. Nine-point wins in the NBA are a lot. Wire-to-wire wins in the NBA are hard to come by. You just don't see that um, a great deal. And uh, the Jazz were able to just play with, kind of stay engaged the whole game. They got down to two at one point and rolled. George Hill had the second highest scoring output of any game of his NBA career. You know, on George Hill, by the way, he has been great. I got a bunch of questions when George Hill kind of missed some shots there for a little while. Um, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what's me? Like, so George right now is shooting 50% from the field. His career average is 45 He's shooting 45% from three. His career is 38. Um, his, this year, last year he shot 41. His effective field goal percentage is 58.5. Last year it was 52.8, which was the highest of his career. Um, and for the career, it's 50. He, he's got to come back down a little bit. The, really, there's no standard of performance that at 30 years old, you go and jump. Six percentage points better in field goal percentage, five better in three-point percentage, and six percentage points better in effective field goal percentage. I mean, even if you're in a new system on a new team, that's a pretty unusual jump. So I, I would I would assume that's going to come back down a tiny bit. Uh, just, you know, I, I kind of know I was kind of a little surprised when, when some of that kind of was being mentioned uh, from people. So... Jazz have won six in a row. They're now 16-7 at home. There's just so much good news. When George Hill is on the floor uh, and Gordon Hayward are on the floor, the Jazz are 15-1. and 104-93 to 93 is the average score. It's not against the greatest groups of teams, but it does include a win over Houston and a win over Cleveland. Tonight would be a big one. To be able to get arrested, Oklahoma City team. It was kind of on a weird road trip, flew back and forth. Denver tomorrow might be a scheduling loss. The only loss in this stretch is a loss at Memphis where the Jazz were playing their fifth game in seven nights. It's the only loss the Jazz have when George and Gordon are both on the floor. Just when George plays, the Jazz are 17-4. and four. The defense is now ranked number two in the NBA in efficiency. It is ranked number one in the league at defending the restricted area. This is the Rudy factor. There's no other real way to look at it. The Jazz are holding teams to 55.7 in the restricted area. League average is 60.5. The Hornets are getting close, by the way. The Hornets could take away. They're at 55.9. Steve Clifford's team always defends the rim quite well. 
were the number one team in defending the paint in the NBA. We're the number one team in the NBA at running you off the three-point line. We allow the fewest percentage of opponents' shots to be threes. The Jazz are allowing only uh, 27.5% of opponent shots as threes. That's the second best uh, in the NBA. We're number one at the NBA at denying you from taking the corner three as well. 5.5%. And here's a really kind of, this is pretty, and it's not actually even close. And here's the really kind of incredible thing. Not only are we number one in the league at allowing the opponents the fewest percentage of their shots being threes, we're allowing opponents the fewest numbers of their threes to be corner threes. Like The Jazz are allowing 5.5% of opponents' shots to be corner threes. The league average is 7.5. Percentage of threes only, the league average is 24% of all threes or corner threes. The Jazz are at 20 And that, that is just an incredible con- collection of defensive scheme there that's working. It's really, you know, really very exciting to see these numbers, see this taking place, um, and see what's, you know, see where things are. Uh, I don't know, how, this is worth keeping an eye on. Uh, let me, let me, before I get to that. And then we've got to talk about Gordon and Rudy. You know, you've got two guys that are playing all-star level. Gordon's last six games are 55% from the floor, 54% from three, 24 points, five rebounds, four assists. He's just getting better every night. 28 of 38 games over 20 points. It was interesting. Paul George is just so universally loved and admired. And everything. Gordon Hayward's just having a considerably better year now. Not considerably. But Gordon Hayward's having a better year than Paul George. And look what happens when Gordon Hayward suddenly has George Hill on the floor. Right? Now, now all of a sudden, Gordon Hayward's for the, having a point guard truly, if we really get into it, truly for the first time in his NBA career since Darren Williams threw a ball at him. Is 55, and, and, and his numbers are, are incredible. Like, doesn't it make you, I don't know, it's pretty cool. I mean, what? Makes you wonder how good he really could be. And and the thing that Thurl pointed out about Gordon the other night, unlike some of these guys at his level are averaging 22 points, or doing, he's never forcing a shot. He's never playing outside of the team uh, concept. And that that's what's incredibly impressive uh, about him. And that's how he's always been. And that's where actually when he first kind of came in the game, and it's actually where some of the late game part where he's not brilliant might be, Part of it is that that's just not his game to go beat somebody one-on-one. He's shooting 46% from three this year when George Hill's on the floor and 37% from three when George Hill's off the floor. Other stuff is all pretty similar, but George Hill is getting him three looks uh, at a much higher rate. His his angle right three is just money. Uh, and Rudy's incredible right now. 27 points, 25 rebounds against Dallas. Last four games, 21 points, 18 rebounds. I wonder if he might win player of the week. Nikolai Jokic was pretty good, but we didn't lose. 
win streak, he's averaging 17 points and 16 rebounds and 74% from the field. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens on Thursday. We'll walk through it on Tuesday or Wednesday to talk a little bit more about how that voting will go down uh, and everything else. Uh, something the Jazz may have, I don't know if stumbled upon is the right word, but I think it's going to be really interesting to monitor is the impact of Joe Ingles on the Jazz. Uh, Joe Ingles paired with the starters are putting up some incredible numbers. Uh, and it's, the sample size is small right now. But Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, Rudy Gobert on the floor is a plus 7.6. Joe Ingles um, play, has played the majority of his minutes this year with bench players. So when he's on with Trey Lyles and Shelvin Mack, we're minus 12. But when you suddenly isolate him on the floor with starters... Some of the numbers get crazy good. And I don't know what it entirely means, um, but it's worth just kind of keeping an eye on as you know, as you build substitution patterns and get going and when Rodney comes back, how it impacts things. Because it's a pretty interesting contrast that Ingles with the starters right now in, in about a half the sample size, is better than Rodney with the starters. And Rodney with the second unit is better than Joe with some of those players. Rudy Gobert, George Hill, Joe Ingles in 170 minutes is 25.7 positive. That's, a, that's an unsustainable number, um, but it's pretty incredible. So it's worth kind of keeping an eye on um, and just watching and following. Joe Ingles, Joe Johnson, Gordon Hayward, which is kind of becoming a closing lineup for the Jazz. 121 minutes is 21.8 positive. Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, plus 11. Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, George Hill, plus 33.8. Some interesting things taking place there. I don't entirely know what it all means. Today's show is brought to you by Jamalto. Dan Spence and Jamalto do wonderful work. They're the global leader in digital security, bringing trust in this crazy, crazy, crazy world. So solutions at the heart of the modern digital life uh, from payments in the cloud to big data, the Internet things, they encrypt data, they authenticate people and things, they enable clients to deliver secure, innovative services for billions of individuals and devices. Dan Spence is the local guy here in Salt Lake at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. It's Jamalto at dan.spence at jamalto.com. And I've talked about this a bit. In the past times I've talked about Jamalto, there's a transition, if you're smart, that's taking place in digital security. You used to try to protect against the breach from ever happening. Now you protect for when the breach takes place so you're prepared to deny the person that's attacking to get what they want. So you encrypt your data. 
you store and manage your keys and you control user access. And Jamalto has figured out the answer on how to deal with it. Quite simply, right now, you're just putting thumb in the dike <clears throat> numerous times on the outside. If you don't put everything into a you know a tighter little little, little burlap bag of security, then you're going to end up just trying to stop this break, that break, and they're all going to happen. And that's what Dan Spence, he's going to do something better than the burlap bag, um, is going to do for you with Jamalto. So give him a call at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. I, I, I promise you their security is better than a burlap bag. But it was just an analogy or a visual 801-540-3024. How'd you lose your sponsor, Jamalto? Eh, I referred to their security as a burlap bag. Yeah, probably not great. Uh, anyway, uh, what was next on my list of things I wanted to talk about jazz-related for you today? Because there's just so much good news uh, to talk about. OKC, tough matchup tonight. Westbrook, 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists a game. It's... I'm not a big believer in the whole, like, wow by the triple-double because it's just like these randomly arbitrary numbers that happen to be round, and so we get all fired up about them. Um, <clears throat> but what Russell is doing is pretty incredible. Now, they're struggling a bit. They've lost three of four. Uh, and in the month of January, Russell might be showing some fatigue signs. Uh, Ten games, 39% shooting, 31% from three. Still 29.7, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, 6 turnovers. But his efficiency numbers have really begun to slide. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. Now, he they were on a road trip. They haven't played since the 18th. They've had five days off. Since we haven't seen... Since we haven't, since Russell's played, he got snubbed as an all-star starter. So we get angry Russell tonight, which um, could be a little unnerving. His three ball is not falling. I'm, sometimes I don't know if that matters. And in four of the last five games, he's shot 37% or less uh, field goal percentage. Against Sacramento, he went nuts and had 36 on 11 of 21. In the other games, uh, when he's not been as good, they, they've lost. Against Milwaukee's 9 of 28, they lose. Against Chicago, against Charlotte, they're, he's 10 of 31, they lose. Against Houston, he's 6 of 34, they lose. He goes 10 of 20 against Denver, they win. 9 of 18 against Chicago, they win. Memphis, he doesn't shoot well, but he goes to the free throw line 15 times, they win. Minnesota, he shoots just 7 of 23, they lose. Sacramento, 11 of 21, they win. L.A., 7 of 19, and Golden State, 8 of 23, and they lose. So really... He is the engine. He is everything tonight. Um, and, and you want to keep an eye on him. His, his, he's so fast. He has such incredible speed. He's coming at you. Uh, you've got to get back and build that defensive wall. Probably sacrifice some offensive rebounding. We're not the quickest team in the world, so it's a, it's a little bit of a difficult matchup. George Hill obviously starts... Um, on that one. I don't know if this is a netto night or not. Uh, I do think the Jazz, we've begun to see Alec Burks play uh, without a traditional point guard. I think that lineup's going to get important. Just with the backup point guard stuff going on, I and not no one particularly playing that well, I, I think that's going to be uh, one to keep an eye on. He, here's a note on, on Russell when you're watching tonight. Uh, when he has an isolation drive, 
he goes left 72% of the time. And then half the time he goes left, he pulls up. When he drives right, he more often than not goes all the way to the basket. What's interesting is he's better percentage-wise going right. So he goes left 72% of the time. He pulls up on that jumper, and he's only hit 10 of 35 on those jumpers. His ISOs are generally from the top, but actually they're somewhat universal. Um, and he, if he's got a better approach, it's it's from the top. But his pure ISOs are not great. I mean, they just they just really they really aren't. If he's left side ISO, um, he's jumper into a jumper sixty four percent of the time. If he's a right side ISO, he's getting to the basket fifty percent of the time. If he's a top side ISO, he just he want we talked about he's going left. Um, so. We'll keep an, keep an eye on those little trends with him. Keep an eye on Minnesota. Minnesota has suddenly uh, linked a bunch of wins together and is playing pretty good basketball. Um, I think they've won two or three in a row. They have a soft schedule coming up here. They might still make that playoff run uh, that everyone was talking about. Uh, Tyus Jones is playing well for them. They're kind of playing all three of their point guards. Uh, you know, I don't know who who ends up being that team that makes that run, but they've won uh, five of their last seven: Dallas, Houston, Oklahoma City, Clippers, and Denver. Are their wins, pretty good. Loss at Dallas, loss at San Antonio. <clears throat> their next games are Phoenix, Indiana, Brooklyn, and Orlando. So they should have. They may have won six straight uh, by the time they they hit February. And then they go to the, you know, they're going to head to the break as a potential playoff team. If you look at them right now, Minnesota is still just two and a half, three games back of Denver in the lost column, two and a half games back overall. Sacramento's imploding. Tell you what, people vote for DeMarcus Cousins on the All Star team over Rudy Gobert. It's a travesty. Can we just reward guys who actually play the game right to win and don't break everything everywhere around them? Seriously. All right, on that note, we end today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Brought to you by Dan Spence and Jamalto. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If, by the way, someone asked me, SeatGeek promo code LOJAZZ Blue Apron Lock L-O-C-K Jazz are your promo codes for ongoing sponsors right now. Have a good day.